0: Hey everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The
1: Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and
0: interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up, it's Friday. So would you say that that really the key to to motivating people or the key to um, keeping people engaged and volunteering, because you're not handing out thousand dollar checks every week is, is, was it really about the relationships? Was it the the fact that you connected with people built authentic relationships with them? And then all of a sudden they're in on your mission as well to help
2: you take this thing to the finish line. Exactly. It's, I always had to check myself going, I am not manipulating people. Like, you know, like, you know, you probably, I'm like, am I good at, am I good at leading people or am I, am I doing something twisted here? You know, like I sometimes (laughs) get that, Yeah. but I think that was almost a part of, again, some of my childhood, just like, I always, I always hate asking people for things. I really do. So it's like my way around that of like, because it's just hard for me to just go, I need your help. Can you come do this? You know, I've gotten better at doing that now, but that was always a problem. And I think to me, when it came to Norman, it, let's say specifically the actor, Jenny, uh, Melissa, who played Jenny in the movie, something I loved working about the, working with those actors. And later, I think in the documentary, she talks about how, and it surprised me how she's like, this project is like ours, like really being a part of a family was that when we work on a scene, it was never just me like, Hey, I'm going to do this. We go through the lines and they would have input. And I just, I wanted, because anytime we got someone involved and brought them in the project, if I were to get you involved, Mark, it's like, I want you, I want to get you involved to a point where you now have ownership of it. And because of that, you now, it's like, now you're responsible for it. You know, you're not just an external person who goes, oh man, I'm just helping to share this movie or whatever. You kind of go, well, now I'm responsible. It's kind of like, now I'm showing off my own kid, you know, like I want him to look nice. And I think if you can get people to that point in a good way, it sounds so manipulated, but it's like, it's not that it's just more of by giving them a good chunk of the film and, 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 listening to them and really trying to involve especially with Daniel like we I just gave him so much freedom to come up with stuff I gave him input on many of the pieces of music and he goes you know Joel I just toss all that I think you're gonna love this and I was like and he gave me something so wildly different I was like oh this is perfect dude and because of that it's like now he has a piece of it, you know. It's it's part of his now. It's mm-hmm. not just my movie and he happened to write music for. It. It's like no, it's Daniel's movie he wrote music for. Um, and I think that's I think that's really important um, because I, I honestly have I've asked many people along the time like why the heck did you keep on helping me? You know, why why did you do this? Well, it, but you you'd hear them almost talk about it as if it's their own film. And I go like yeah. that's yeah. awesome. That that makes me really proud because I just I I filmmaking is is tough work. It's extremely tough work. And so, if I'm going to do it, I want to have fun, and I really want to enjoy it every minute of it. And uh, that's like my one way of like doing that. Like, at the end of the day, I got sick of this when I would work on other people's films or short films. At the end of the day, you just never saw anything. You would never see mm-hmm. it. You would never see an edit of it. You never hear from them again. So while I'm filming, I'll be like, "Oh, come over here, Melissa. Take a look at your your scene, and I'll show the video, and I, I'd explain what's going on." And so they'd be like, "Oh, wow, that looks good. Oh, yeah." And then then they would get excited, and they would ramp up their performance. So I think that including people in on it. It doesn't mean saying, Hey, everybody like take over my vision and just do whatever you want to do. It's, it's, it's guiding that, but just, it's taking input, listening, but kind of creating a friendship out of it. And I think that's, that's helped so much through the nine years of keeping people involved somehow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I think, I think that's a key, you know, for anyone who's listening, who's um, an employer uh, or a boss, uh, you know, to remember you know how can you engage with your employees how can you engage the people that you work with so that they can feel like they have ownership of what they're helping you build you know and i think that's something that i'm thinking about constantly like you know my employees they aren't just people who clock in and clock out they're they're people who are actually helping me build something that i'm trying to build you know and so trying to to achieve that i think is something that is is noble to to strive towards and uh that is something that we always have to be thinking about and 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 working on in order to uh, achieve it because otherwise it's kind of easy to kind of this is mine this is my thing i want it done this way and then that starts to disclude people and and make them feel um not part of it and then when people don't feel that way then it is just a job they're clocking in clocking out i'm not getting paid enough this isn't worth my time and you know Eventually, you'll have lots of turnover, and and uh, the process won't be as as fun. So, I, I think that's that's great, and I think that's a, a awesome little nugget of of truth there that you have shared with us some some value Thanks. bombs, <laughs> uh-huh. if you will. <laughs> the The other thing I, I'm curious about is um is your personality like a dog on a bone kind of guy? Because I feel like if you've spent this long, like. Like when I was watching the documentary, it was it was just amazing to me how diligent you were. I'm like, dude, there's nothing this guy can't do if he puts his mind to something. Like, you know, bodybuilder, like, <laughs> you know, like whatever it may be. It seems like you have that ability to to put your mind on something and then have to follow it to completion and one of the most powerful scenes for me in the, in the documentary was when you got that final edit and you just started crying like this huge weight had been lifted <laughs> off your shoulders I started tearing up because I was like oh man like this guy's been working on this thing for nine years you know and finally he can say that it's done <laughs> you know yeah. and so I mean wh- what do you think that is about you that, that made you stick with it so long
2: um oh man, I don't know, dude. I I don't know. I what, it's like what it when I have something like in my head and I and I see it. Uh I remember telling my uncle once or let me reverse that. My uncle said it once to me. <laughs> it was actually at my Eagle Scout ceremony years ago. He said he said Joel he's like he, I I I think I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically something like he's like Basically, Joel goes to bed and he dreams of winning. And my, my thought is making the film, I always like see my projects as succeeding really well. But understand, I'm also very understandable to know that things are not going to be the greatest or it's not going to be that. But I think what's important is I, I just hold on to that of go, this is going to be good. Like, I've done enough. Projects and things to go, you know, this is solid. I think this is going to be good. I, it's not going to be the best thing since sliced bread, but it's like, but you, in a way, you have to like, you have to put in that 2,000% that it's going to be awesome. This is going to be a great project. This is going to be worth it. And I think you have to find that. But to me, it's just, it's finding that. It's finding that element. I actually recorded this in a little making of thing for another side short film series I, I do. I'm not trying to like promote again, but if you it's look up good. Project Flair, project, <laughs> we did these short films. The reason I did these is because like, I just had to get creative juices out over these nine years because the movie took so long. I just needed to do something else, you know? But in one, I like started like almost going on this crazy rant because I was like, wow, that's definitely my Norman stress getting out. And one was, find that thing that gets you excited about the project that like made you initially get excited about even thinking about doing it and then find a way to hold on to that like really because i, I see a lot of people are like oh i want to go do this or i want to go hike this mountain or i want to go do this and then they like like so quickly lose interest and so like one is just it's like find that nugget that thing and to me it was this like the story It's just to me, it was unique. Like, it's just it's like it's unorthodox, like the way I wanted to try to film it and how the story like reveals itself. But like to me, I'm like, oh, it's so worth it if we can do that one shot, if that one reveal. Like, man, if I can pull it off. Yeah, it's gutsy. Maybe it's going to suck. But that's what made me excited to make the movie. And I just held on to it. Like I was just like I, 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 I honestly I just get really sick of people who just are, you know, who are like negative about. It's got to be this way and it's going to be this. And and I see so many people that are like a million times more talented. You think like, oh, bodybuilder. But I'm like, no, 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 I wouldn't do that. I would just find someone who is one. (laughs) And I think that's the key is don't don't just do it yourself. Find someone who's really good like Ben. He's an incredible designer. I wasn't able to do it. I didn't have the skills back then. Uh, Now I've rival him now. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) But like back then it's kind of like, okay, Ben, can you help me create the template for this? Come up with a color scheme find someone. Don't just think you could pull off the CGI graphics. Like maybe you can pull it off, but maybe it'll be terrible, you know, but find that person who's really good. Ask him, do whatever it's got, do whatever it takes. Like most people are not willing to do whatever it takes. And that's what I've really found out over these nine Mm. years is that people say they have great projects and they want to do stuff, but they're not willing to take that, awkward 15 minutes or 20 minutes an evening where you go, man, I just, you know, I'm so exhausted from today. I just want to eat pizza or do something. No, that's the time where, yeah, that's the, that's when the suffering needs to start and you go, you know what? I'm going to take 20 minutes and I'm going to write down my notes or yep. I'm going to drive back over to my brothers and we're going to edit together. So for like, for Norman, for the sound, like in case you didn't know, Mark, every single sound was redone. Every sound.
0: Yeah. That's another thing that's mind blowing to me. Even the overdubbing of all the, the, I I couldn't believe that you (laughs) didn't even have like a shotgun mic or something like that to capture like crappy
2: audio. (laughs) It was like, (laughs) it was the worst thing ever. But to me, it's like, I knew what I needed to have audio wise, but I just knew, okay, great. I can pay a guy two, 300 bucks to come for the day. But we shot on such a random schedule. Hey, Steve, we're filming at Friday at two o'clock. Okay, cool. We're shooting on Saturday for, you know, for a couple hours. You just can't, my brother was in California at the time. You just can't find people that are going to, you know, it's just, it's just tough. It worked Mm -hmm. because the guy literally lived at the house. The actor literally lived a mile down the road. You know, it, things worked out well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's finding that, that thing that really excites you. Like, like if you can't find that, then maybe like, that's not the project. Maybe that's not the one, one for you. And then the other thing is I would say, And I'm sure Ben has already heard me say this a million times, but I kind of have a philosophy. If you're not already doing that, if you're already not doing what you want to do, I would honestly say maybe this sounds really rough, but I don't think you honestly want to do it. You have to find find yourself in there and go, do I really want to do this? Are you tricking yourself going, oh, this sounds really nice, but I don't really want to do it. And you know what I mean? You have to get past the, no, this is what I really want to do. I want to make music. I really want to make music. But you know, in the back of your head, deep back there, you're kind of going, "Uh, but maybe not enough to like, you know, skip this night because I'm doing something with my friends. You have to sacrifice, like, that time with your friends or time with your family, whoever. Like, you're going to have to find it somewhere. There's always going to be a sacrifice, especially if you're doing something with zero budget, whatever. And I would say, really search deep and go, if I really want to do this, like, I'm I'm the only one keeping myself from it. Start today. And there was a blog. I, I was... I was told to write a little synopsis and bio thing for a film festival. I went to in uh, Australia. Uh, I got to go for a sci-fi festival there and I was, it was blessed. I got to win best director and we got best actor at a sci-fi festival. Wow. And that was, that That's was really, that was super special. I was not expecting that whatsoever. I just wanted to be there and get promo footage so I could <laughs> yeah. say, Hey guys, I'm at festivals, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, it was like, Oh yeah, you got best director. And, uh <laughs> now I'm just lost because I'm thinking about that win because it was so exciting. What, what was I saying? I got completely lost. <laughs> blog post, something about yeah, a blog. Post. Oh today. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got lost
1: in that win. You're like, that bad. was so great.
0: <laughs> You're like, remember that time I won? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> anyway, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> Wait, so, what are, <laughs> why are
1: we here?
2: <laughs> so I'm um, writing this post. He said, write about it. Was like, what is your your favorite moment of the whole film? And I was like, I don't know if I should share this. I was like, this is maybe this is stupid. but I think this is actually pure like pure truth to what is like making a low budget film and working your heart out on something. And it was waiting on the first piece of music from Daniel. and I literally was using the bathroom, right? And I would find some time on my phone and I would I would always make notes. like if I was on the bathroom like I got nothing to do. I would just sit and write a few notes. On, you know, the music or what I needed to edit the next day or who I needed to call, who I needed to email. But Daniel sent me the first track of the music. And it's it's honestly as is as it was in in the film. And I just like I just cried. I just cried because it was so good. I was like, I'm not going to be a failure. (laughs) This movie's going to work because when I write, when I, when I think about a film, I'm honestly thinking about every aspect and I'm trying to combine it at once. Right. To me, I don't, to me, it's not just, Oh, the music's going to be okay. The movie will be on its own without it. Like if it's just okay, it's like almost like maybe it's, maybe it's a little too detrimental because I make, it work where it has to fit perfectly and if it doesn't all of a sudden it's just it's it's crap but that's just how, how i think i go well no no no. i actually made this scene to work so that when you hear this guy walking off screen you only hear him in audio and now you're you're you're, you're betting on a shot hoping that the audio sounds good enough that people understand so that's mm-hmm. a big risk but it's like right. that's what excites me about making filmmaking or uh, making films is that like I can use those tools. And so I had so much fun working with my brother to do audio because when is that what your brother machine, does? Yeah, so he it's funny. I think he I think he got into it because I did filmmaking and so it was something just naturally we had to get done and then I think he started doing it and he just really picked it up. And he's worked on a bunch of movies. Uh he was in a company in LA for a while. Uh he worked on uh, the latest Robo Robocop movie or one, I guess maybe five years ago, he worked on that doing gear sounds and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But even as an audio engineer, like, you know, when you do that, it's like, you're never featured. And so I said, well, Jonah, one cool about this is you're gonna be able to say, well, anything you hear, that was me. (laughs) And and he's like, that was a fateful decision. (laughs) (laughs) We spent 35 days at his house every single day to get it done. To get the final mix done? it was,
1: I remember that. I've never felt
2: so cooped up in my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, staying home with COVID was, like, easy compared to that. Like Because it was, you'd work and you'd drive over and you'd be there till 2 in the morning and Mm -hmm. you'd work on the same thing. And you would hear literally the same sound, the same five-second sounds a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you'd come back six hours later and you're only, like, maybe, like, 60 seconds further. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. But (laughs) it was just one of those things. I I told my wife, I was like, this is where I'm going to be. I'm just pretending nothing exists because the moment you think about anything else, you just panic and you want to get out because it was so tough.
0: How was that? (laughs) How was that on your marriage? Uh, was there Austin. fights over this? Was there? <laughs> no, no. Joy's I, so I, sweet. I mean, I've interacted yeah. with her via email yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and she seems so nice and just
1: agreeable and,
0: you know, yeah. kind. For, for context, I, I- for
1: context, Joel's wife, Joy, uh, works for me here at Knapsack. And it, it, just one quick funny note is that Joel and I, before Joel and Joy were married, Joel and I used to be in class together at the college we went to and Joy would be there with us too, like when they were dating, and Joy would be taking <laughs> notes while me and Joel were doodling ideas for his movie and stuff like that. Yeah. Like this was back in college, and Joy was like taking our notes. I was like, why didn't I know to hire her then when she was taking notes for me in class? <laughs> <laughs> I should have known.
2: <laughs> Doing our yeah, own, yeah. Exactly. Doodling for movies. Yeah. No, um, no, it's it's never, it was never once a problem. And I think there's a huge misconception, I think, about the film that it was like every second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, to me, it would be like, oh, you know, Joy goes to bed at ten. All right, driving over to Jonah's from mm-hmm. ten to one am. You know, what I mean, it, it wasn't always during ideal times. I mean, yeah. we'd have we'd have weekends where we shoot, but most right. of the times, I would try to schedule it around stuff so that it wasn't yeah. taking. You know, it it wasn't like, oh, I, you know, my wife hasn't seen me for like four weeks because I'm gone forever. It wasn't like that. It was. I'd say the worst was honestly the mixing session because that mm-hmm. was like a do or die. We had yeah. a date. We had to get done, and it was like, and she would come over, and she would sleep over at that house with us, and you know, we just spend the night and make pancakes in the morning, and we're like, mm-hmm. back to the grind,
0: but but it was like uh, agreed, like sprints, like, hey, it's gonna be hard during this time, we're doing this, and it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. I,
2: it, and and it, because with money, it, you know, it was never like, oh, hey, I gotta pull out ten grand for this, and you know, or something like that. It was just, it was always small amounts again, spread out. Like it's a lot for us, but it was. Yeah, $100 not, a month. Yeah, I guess or- it was not a lot when you when you put it over nine years, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was, I, I kind of always just considered it as my fun hobby. So other people might go camping on a weekend. I would slowly work on my film. Hmm. And uh, I mean, I, I think I have the greatest wife in the world who was always 100% about it. She always knew it was going to be awesome.
1: Yep. Always hmm. knew it was
2: going to be. Yeah. It was never a silly project. It was never anything silly. So it was my number one cheerleader for for it. And it was like the, I, th- I think if I, I think if she had lost any hope on that, I think it would have been immediately done. Mm-hmm. I would have been I would have been done because I think the worst parts of the whole nine years was honestly more me thinking if yeah, this is just like horrible. Did I like did I waste a lot of years doing something that I could have been doing like with family or whatever it is like. What was, was I missing something? You know what I mean? And, uh, that was always tough. Cause I'm like, crap, I'm going to find out if I'm good at this or bad at this because I don't have anything else before it really that, you know, like that you, that you could have seen beforehand and go, oh man, this next film, you know, is going to be good. Or I could find out if I'm good or bad at it, you know, mm-hmm. because even with short films, people take it in such a tiny little like snack as a short film. It's hard for somebody to go, like, I, it would be hard for, for me to get you to come into a theater and watch my six-minute short film. You're not going to take that same series. But all of a sudden, when I tell people, oh, yeah, I've got a feature film. <gasps> what? A feature film? Like, you know, there's there's a different thing yeah. in people when they react to that. So I didn't, ha- I didn't have that experience of a reaction of going. I mean, I've, I've had people say, oh, I like your short films. You know, people have been generally like, this is good. You know, I've had good feedback. So I have an idea, but I don't truly have a am I going to find out I'm a filmmaker? I'm on, I'm not, you know, and did I waste a lot of time? So that was just tough. Like, Mm. should I have been doing something else? Mm. You know, is this Mm. not for me? You know, I, yeah, that, that, that was really, really scary because it's super easy. I'd say for friends to be like, no, Joe, you got this. And I always appreciated that, but it was always hard because I'm like, I don't know. I wish I could be on your side being the encourager because when it comes out, And you start hearing feedback or whatever, and it's like, wow, like that just faded away. You know, it's it's gonna be like, crap, did I do anything? And so I think my lasting impression on the whole film, I think, is more of just the, in a way, the documentary is just about helping people to get out there, and you know, people who have really good talent is just the talent I have, and I know I have, is to get up and go do something. And just not squander any moment and just like get it done. And it's not just like I gotta be a busybody. I'm not, not to be a busybody, but if you're gonna say you want to do something, dig deep, find out you actually do want to do it, or find out you don't actually wanna do it and figure out what's going on with there, you know? Yeah. But it's like I hear way too many, too many people like, oh, I want to make a film, I got this idea. And I'm like, You've been doing it for years, you have a zillion times better equipment than I do. Right. Go do it. I wish I had your camera. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have that luxury, yeah. you know.
0: So, I mean, what what's next for you as far as... Because right now you're a designer. Are, are you freelance? Or you, you do you work for yourself or do you work for a company?
2: Uh, I'm a web designer. I work for a company, a web, yes. My okay. day jobs,
0: I build websites and stuff. So we're okay. all building websites. Everyone's building websites these days. Um, it, it, and so what does that look like for you? I mean, would you hope, you know, if Christopher Nolan calls and says, hey, I want to redo your movie and like, you know, <laughs> you know, are you, are you going to do that or, or do you have another film in, in the works in your mind. And do you want to like take yeah. a crack at at another deal? And then also I guess is, is this kind of having it finally being released and coming out? Is that kind of a, a, nice like chapter close to Norman? Like in the sense of you wouldn't feel at peace if it was
2: something that maybe you did, but then weren't able to take it to the finish line. Yeah. I mean with Norman finishing, yeah, it's definitely going to feel like a nice closure to it. It, what's also insane is the fact that Norman is going to be coming out in South Korea and I think it's work in Canada. So it's like, that's all delayed, you know? So it's all, it's just going to have this weird uh, thing. I remember someone told me this like a couple of years ago and I was like, what does that mean? This one girl who did a film and she's like, just know you're going to be promoting and working on this for like two years when you release it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, man, uh, really? I was like, yes, really. Uh, It's just, it's just a long monumental thing. But I think having that is going to be, I'm going to be relieved because I feel like I've had so many backup hard drives. I just don't want to lose it. You know, you have this, like, I don't want to screw it up before it's out. But once it's out, it's like, oh, thank God. Okay. It's on DVD. If it happens, it's done. It's out there, you know? So that's going to be, that's going to be wonderful. But about, I think what's next, like, honestly, what's next really kind of scares me. I'll be honest. Um, I had, I had someone tell me, say, don't be afraid of success. Um, And it was, um, now I'm thinking, I don't even know if it was on your podcast. I heard that maybe it was. (laughs) I where there was might've been someone near the start of it that said it, but there was someone that was saying like, don't be afraid of success. And just, and I was like, you know, I think I actually am, I am actually afraid of it. And by that it's like, because I want to do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like, like the way I made Norman, like if someone said, Oh, we want to make a Norman too. And you're going to get this guy and this team, and this is what you have. And, and I like working with great people, but it's like, if, like, the next project's like, oh, yeah, we got this script writer and he's making it, but, you know, you don't get any input, There's just just, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be totally fine being web designer and I'll I'll figure out my own project on my own way. And so, honestly, I'm hoping Norman does well enough that I can skip all that crap, to be honest, and I yeah. can just do it myself and be like, guys, I'm making a new film and now I have, I have my own budget. Mm-hmm. And I can pay my own guys and we can have fun and we can do it faster. Uh, it's not going to be nine years. It's going to be much faster, of course. But yeah, I mean, that, and that's what scares me. It's like it's one thing, you know, you you maybe get hired like, like, oh, I could make a cool Godzilla movie. I don't know. I'm like, I like Godzilla. I'm like, that'd be fun. But I'm like, to me, I'm like, no, I got a film about a father and son. They run away and ride a train. And it's about the story about them, the long journey home. It's about mm. a dad who's basically protecting his son and wants to get him back home from this dangerous thing he ran away, but ends up realizing because uh, they just don't understand each other very well that instead of just rushing home to take the long way home and they end up taking a route across these mountains to get back home and they learn a lot about each other. Um, mm. and to me, I'm like, ooh, I want to do that. Like I know I can film that really well and the camp scenes and you know where they cross and the lighting and that excites me, you know. But, <laughs> but yeah, to be honest, like a success really does scare me because i'm like i don't like i don't like i don't what i don't really care about the money like i really don't mm-hmm. like it's just like filmmaking bores me unless there's something i'm excited about doing like just the act like there's some people i know that just love the act of just making films mm-hmm. they honestly don't even care the end result and yeah, i see some i right. kind of jealous of that because i enjoy that part but to me The end of it is I. There's a specific story I want to tell. I want to shoot it a certain way, and I want the audio to sound a certain way, and the music sounds way. And if I can do that, filmmaking is fun. That's exciting, and I love it. But if I can't have that, it's kind of like eh. It's just like it's an extra little work. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah. How did you, uh,
0: you know, go about getting distribution and things like that? Because I'm assuming that you're licensing it so that you'll get some sort of cut or some sort of financial benefit for every stream that happens or every DVD that happens or yeah. DVD that gets sold.
2: Yeah. And so we, that was one of the reasons we went through film festivals. Um, and I would say part of the film festivals kind of helped in a way, but I would almost, I would definitely warn future filmmakers that like film festivals are just, unless you get into a really big, like a really like top 10 one, they're mostly garbage uh, because there was a there was a scene from an old Groucho Marx movie, and it's Harpo and Chico, and they both come to each other, and they're sitting there like, I got a present for you. And they both hand each other uh, like a thing, of, like a beef stick, the exact same one. And it felt like that where you just go there, and like no one has any connections other than – they're all – They're like I'd be like, hey Mark, like, like, uh, do you want to be on my podcast? And you're like, hey, well, do you want to be on my like? It's like the same kind of thing. Like, there's Mm -hmm. almost like there's no distance out of that. There's no connections, and you think you might see that, and you might find some. And I'm not saying they're not all, but uh, and it was awesome meeting some of the other filmmakers. But most of them are just like, it's like almost more like fanboys of films. Yeah, it's like an echo chamber. Yeah, they're they're excited to see your film, which is great. Yeah, but that's about mostly it. And but. It was it was good to go through that, to understand things and learn things. And I think everyone's going to have to just kind of fall and trip your way through it. But I met a, a bunch of different people. But even years before, during the Kickstarter, I met a producer. And he's been with us this entire time. And he's helped kind of, he's essentially been our Gandalf when it comes to like festivals and saying, hey, what should we do? Or hey, what's this budget? Should we talk about this? He says no. And so we found a sales guy and he's been great and he's been working with us. Um, and that's why we eventually got picked up but I would say you got to make a good film. You got to make a good film. Um, and I, I, I got sick and tired of people saying certain things didn't matter. The font doesn't matter. The, you know, the, the sounds okay. It doesn't matter. The visual effects, like it's, it's good enough It's be fine. I got so sick of that. Cause I'm like, people want to see my movie. And I go, why is that? If I didn't have the visual effects. Okay. Would they still want to see it? I, to me, I have to think we have an a-, a okay story. Like maybe it's like whatever, a grade B, you know, B minus, I don't know, you know what I mean? Whoever it is. So I, okay, well, I think I have A plus music. So that's going to raise the waters a little bit more and those ships are all going to come up. Well, the sound sounds phenomenal. Jonah did incredible work. It's incredible. I've known people who had no idea we did ADR. And I'm happy about that because I'd seen major motion pictures and I think the ADR is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Ours, we like matched the reverb, the breaths, every single sound. Yeah, you know, we went it's like crazy. insane. Uh, but I think that all adds to why people want to see it. I think, I think it matters. Yeah. Like, you know, especially cause I mean, we don't have any actors. I don't, I'm not, I'm a nobody. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, maybe I'll, maybe this will be helpful. For, maybe I'll have it. My name will mean something after this more, you know, in the filmmaking world. But before I'm, I'm just a dude with a camera. So like you had to have to see my movie because you think it looks good and you think the story is going to be interesting. Not because you know, Brad Pitt's in it or something like that. Like I don't have that. So every opportunity I had, I pushed for it. And so, dude, I remember visual effects, poor guys, they were so awesome, but they would bring me back some of the results on some of the screens. And because my camera quality was just in the sense of like the actual sensor and, and resolution of it was a little bit soft. I'm just like such a stickler for realism. I was like, I was like, guys, uh, can, can you adjust that blur? Like two and a half percent like oh you know <laughs> but those are the things that to me it's like when you when you see it I think and I, I've had so many people say like man I was just like a really believable I just felt there I just wasn't thinking it's a visual effect it just felt like it's talking and whatever and I was like if it doesn't work my movie fails mm-hmm. and so that was so important so like it's tough you got to push for it but that was, those those little details the two and a half percent blurs yeah is what makes
1: a good movie that's so good <laughs> if if there was like one thing you would leave people with, I, I have some takeaways I want to do too, but maybe think about like what would be one th- action item you would leave our audience with, uh, you know, business owners, creatives and stuff like this. Um, but I've got a couple of takeaways. Feel free to correct me if I'm misquoting you on any of this. But these are the things I feel like I learned from our conversation. Um, you can learn a lot by imitating and practicing over and over. You don't have to learn it from books or YouTube. Uh, you don't have to stick to the rules everybody tells you. Dedication is more important than Perfection. Uh, if you want other people to be excited, you need to show up first and be the most involved to get other people motivated. I feel like that totally works for business owners and team leaders. Um, if you build real, real relationships with your team, then they'll really care. If you give freedom to people and respect their input, then they'll take ownership. Uh, one way to stay motivated is to always envision your project succeeding. Uh, most people are talented, but they aren't willing to do what it takes. If you're not already doing what you want to do, maybe you don't really want to do it. And lastly, find that thing that made you excited the first time and hold on to it. What would you say, action item wise, would be something good that people c- could do this week that would uh, push them forward?
2: Uh, so let's let's just say you have the motivation mm-hmm. to work on whatever it is. Um, I'll give I'll give you two things. One is like get accountability. And one of the accountability is honestly announcing what you're doing. Hmm. Uh, Having my Facebook page and even with Kickstarter, like in one word, I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh, I hate that I did Kickstarter. Just because you feel so imprisoned but I just use that to drive me that it's going to be excellent, you know, because you, you feel so responsible, you know, for certain people and like, Oh, what are they going to think now? I've spent so much longer, you know, it's tough. But I would say even with, you know, uh, you know, like social media or whatever, or just telling your families and letting it be known and and updating on that. Cause it's like by telling people, uh, you know, almost in a way, build up a way that you don't want to fail. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? It's kind Mm of like, you've told enough people they're all expecting you to bring (laughs) over this delicious you know, triple chocolate cake. And then you show up, you're going to have to, you're going to be the a big dope going, ah, I didn't do it guys. You know yep. what I mean? Like in a way it's been helpful kind of building that up because it's helped, you know, bring me going oh, I've got a lot of people, you know, on this, on the pro like from good mood, move- you know, I gotta, I gotta bring my a game because these other people put a lot of their effort too. Um, but then second would be while you do that is learn what you're terrible at. And honestly, write it down, find out what you're really not good at and be okay with that. Like find out I'm not good at writing dialogue. And so that was one thing I just asked for help. I was like, don't Hmm. be afraid to ask for help for that. Like if you feel like, uh, you know, I mean like maybe you have to learn to recognize that. And I, I don't know if that's like a, you know, looking away kind of like horse blinders to it, but take the horse blinders off, understand what you're bad at, and then go find someone who's good at that. So same with the music or the sound, like just, I, I was I'm good I think at visual storytelling I wanted to push myself to do more dialogue but I got help and I found really good people um, and because to me I was able to hear it and go oh yeah that's really good and I could tweak it but I couldn't write it man if I could show you guys the script the dialogue that I had is I mean it was cringe <laughs> real bad um, and so I've gotten a lot better from then but it's like it's really important I think you're gonna st- you're going to really bring uh, step up your level of professionality for whatever the project is, is, if you can just still understand, Oh, this is real. I'm really good at these three things, but man, I can't do that. Let me find someone that's better to bring that up and it's going to bring everything up. Um, and final is details matter. Don't, don't push them aside. Little details. They may be one or 2%, you know, little things to think, but they're going to add up. They're going to be at that 15% by the end of the time, you know, all those little tiny, Slivers of percents of Norman now add up to, say 15 to 20% of the overall quality of the film. Those visual effects, those designs that Ben did, our poster, having a professional photographer take great photos that we've used for nine years to promote the movie. They're good, you know? Uh, and so attention to detail. That's awesome. Joel, I'm so
0: glad that you're on the show. I'm, I love this, this story. I, I, So thankful uh, to have gotten to know you. Hopefully I'll meet you in person sometime. My goal is to make it out there to Lynchburg, uh, you know, sometime this next year. Um, Where can people connect with you, follow you, and get more information about Norman and and its release?
2: Uh, Yeah, well, you can go to normanthefilm.com. That's the movie website. And pretty much there's a contact from there, has my email. Uh, We're on Facebook um, on Instagram as well. I, I don't know those stuff as well. So it's just like the website stuff. <laughs> I'm like old school. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like people are like, dude, June, you got to hashtag this. I'm like, what is that? What am I doing? <laughs> just see my movie, please
1: go to normanthefilm.com. Uh, yeah.
2: But yeah, the, but the film will be out February 2nd. Right now I know it's going to be at least digitally. Uh, but I was told it's, I mean, it's going to be out on DVD and Blu-ray as well. I think it's like a slow roll and I'm not sure. It's just, it's wild. The whole process. It's, it's honestly mind blowing and I'm just like like my attention to detail, I'm like, I need to know this and where is it gonna be and this and it's kinda like it's all like chill bro, like that's how <laughs> it feels with all the you know the company. So I'm like, uh, how do I like I can it's hard to deal with that, you know, because I'm like, but like you do it, like you know, if if you do a poster, you you send a high resolution, not just like a two forty P one, like uh. <laughs> you know. I want it to be done right. <laughs> but yeah, you, you can find if you just look up Norman and Joel Gelzo, you'll you'll find you'll find me out there.
1: Awesome. Well, go to the FridayHabit.com to find show notes for our episode. Uh, you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the very bottom, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system, and that'll show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. That's right. Uh, and if you enjoy this episode, please
0: subscribe. You know, I know a lot of you listen, but you don't click that subscribe button. So Click that little subscribe button and uh, leave us a review if you if you uh, are enjoying this. Ask us some questions; you'll make it onto the
1: show. And yeah, um, thanks for listening to the Friday Habit. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday.